Okay. Hello and welcome to Not Just Politics, where we get young voices heard. This week, it saddens me to say that a man's voice was taken from him. Even when he tried to use his voice, it was ignored due to the colour of his skin. This man's name was George Floyd, his name was Ahmed Arbery, and her name was Breonna Taylor. But these, there are many more people I could list that are just like these people. These people were killed for no reason except from the colour of their skin. Black people are tired, they are scared, and they are angry. It has gone to a point where protesters can no longer evoke their freedom of speech without being silenced. I recognise my white privilege as a citizen of the UK, and many of us have questioned how to address this issue. So this episode is about making that a little bit easier for you, and we are here to talk about community activism. Would you all like to introduce yourselves? Um, shall I go first? Yeah, go for it. Ladies first. Um, um, I'm Zoe. Um, I'm just finishing a criminology degree and um, I'm going to be working in a student's union. So that's kind of my background, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh... I'll, go. I'll go. So my name's Henry Setter. I'm the current student union president at the University of Greenwich for all of three more weeks. Uh, and then I'll be moving on to a new job, uh, hopefully soon. Um, my background is uh, I have a degree in psychology, but I, um, uh, I've been working at student union for two years, uh, campaigning activ- uh, activism, but mainly around mental health and uh, sustainability. Um, hi, I'm Elliot. Uh, I'm a student of politics, philosophy and economics at the University of Oxford. And my main area of study is kind of the far left and far right in the US. Yeah. Amazing. So how is everyone doing in general? How are you all? Are you okay? How are you dealing? I'm sort of selfishly thriving in isolation. As an introvert who forces himself into extroversy for his work, um, I've been enjoying the time on my own. Um, <laughs> it is quite tough, I think, in terms of uh, isolation and not being able to get out as much. Um, and I don't really like going out because it's an extra level of stress. But on the whole, I'm yeah. doing, doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah I'm really finding the benefits of... Uh, of living near the beach, meaning I can I can go down there when necessary. But uh, yeah, I mean, lockdown's as tough as it is for everyone else, I guess. Yeah, I think I've been the same kind of, I don't know, bouncing between doing like uni work, which would have had me indoors anyway, and kind of just being, I don't know, like I'm not very good indoors. I need to kind of be outside and just, and yeah. I don't get to do that often anyway, but even more now it's kind of difficult. Yeah. yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like I'm getting so antsy now, like all the time. Like there's, there's only so, especially as students as well, there's very limited things you can actually do inside. Like that's another thing I think mm-hmm. that I haven't been actually properly addressed is that like students, we don't actually have that much money. So like, a lot of us don't have TV licenses, so we actually can't just watch TV and stay inside. Like, we can't even do that sometimes. Like, there are things that we are just can't do right now that normal people can. And like, for example, like some people have had the privilege to go home. Some of them actually haven't. Some of them have had to stay because of rent and all of that kind of stuff. Um, 
but yeah how has anything changed for you guys like in the most recent week or so like because of the lockdown restrictions have been lifted somewhat so has anything changed i think it, it's been it's been nice to be able to see more than one person from a distance of two meters the couple times i've done it um you know, you, you can see, I believe it's up to six people in a public space now. Uh, and that's been good to go to a park and sit two yeah. metres apart or um, even going into people's back gardens. I think that definitely helps, even if you, you're not able to have the same level of social interaction you had pre-lockdown. It's at least something, you know, way. Yeah, I think I'm based in London, so for me, we have a garden here, so we try and use the public parks as much as possible um, at the weekends. Because now the change has happened, there are more people around, and I find that quite stressful. So I tend to try and go in the late in the evenings or during the week if I can. But at weekends, I'll try and avoid those sort of spaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm the same because I live in a flat, so I'm basically just in one room all day. And yeah. so it's nice to be able to kind of go outside and um, I went for a walk with my mum and we kind of just I don't know it was nice to be out and like we did we did just go and like collect some seeds from plants and stuff which was kind of like kind of random stuff but it's It's just something different yeah no definitely yeah no I absolutely love that that that's so sweet I love that (laughs) but yeah so how did you all spend your Blackout Tuesday? Um, so well, what so I, was, I was working. <laughs> um, so what I did was kind of, um, I don't know, I did some reading and some, I was kind of spent a lot of the time talking to people and just, I don't know, like, um, whether it was students or just my friends, it was kind of nice to hear different sides of things, um, how to be sort of good allies and how they were finding obstacles from people kind of working around that. Um, And I guess also I did take a lot of time to have a break because I feel like, I don't know, I think at least for the last week, like I've just been really like sad and overwhelmed, I guess. And I think everybody has to some extent um and I think it's just I don't know it's important to like as much as we want to engage and do everything we can sometimes it gets so much that we're not looking after ourselves anymore and recognizing when we are actually struggling and do need to just sort of switch off and I don't know I think I've realized from this like you are allowed to switch off and it's not a bad thing too. Like you just need to do what you can, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like as, as political people, there's this pressure that we should always be political and that we always need to be thinking about it. And in a way it's like, it's good to have time where we can just stop looking at the news because it's, it, yeah. especially in the pandemic, it's kind of all consuming. You know, I remember right at the start of the pandemic, everyone would just be looking at the news all the time, all the time. And now with all these events in the US and the UK, we're again, just looking at the news all the 
time. And it's like, sometimes we need to learn to just give ourselves a break. Um, yeah, what I did on Blackout Tuesday, I spent a lot of time looking at uh, smaller groups in the US that have been doing a lot of community activism. Um, and for example, going out and giving supplies to protests in not so large cities in the US. Um, and it was really interesting to see how, you know, you would have a small town in Texas with 10 people there yeah. uh, doing a protest, but in a way, 10 people is better yeah. than none. Uh, and it, it's just been Literally. kind of really interesting to see all these these tiny, tiny communities across the US all coming out in solidarity all the protests that are happening around the country and around the world. And I think that's a really good example to use as well, because in the UK is quite small as well. And we have a lot of small villages and a lot of small towns and a lot of places that aren't like we are near big cities, but there is a lot of when you go just past the cities, it is a lot of smaller communities. So that's like a really important um, like lesson to learn is that as he said, even if it's 10 people in your town, get those 10 people to engage in their community more and stand up for what's right and stand up for things that are important to you as well. So, yeah, sorry, Henry, you, how did you spend your Blackout Tuesday? Yeah, it's interesting. So obviously I was working at a student union. We were, and I actually came back to work on that Tuesday. I had the previous week off and doing the Monday. And, you know, a member of my team was producing a statement I thought it was really interesting because with this news, a constant rumble, you're constantly trying to keep updated with both the sort of reported news, which is often delayed, and the live feed of Twitter and seeing what's happening. And yeah. I think one of the things that also is interesting is obviously we're based in the UK, there's a time lag as well, where a lot of it's happening while we should be asleep. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, you're waking up and you're trying to see what's going on. So it was good to see a somewhat of a pause where people could have a sort of audible break um, from some of the news. But... I think it's interesting because you know, as, as, a, as a white man, I'm in a privileged position to be able to learn about racism rather than experience it. And with everything that's going on, there's always going to be a political conversation about whether it's the right thing to do, whether it's effective, whether it does enough, whether it doesn't do enough. And um, I saw something today which was really interesting, which said that we're all going to, we're going to be activists in different ways and we need to put our efforts in continuing to keep going in the same direction rather than pointing out where other people aren't doing as much or people are doing too much and I think yeah. as long as we are all hopefully continuing in the same direction we should be supporting each other to do that definitely I completely agree like we should definitely be looking at where people are trying to change and if they get it wrong then you know you're learning and that's completely fine like you now know from that point not to do that thing that you've now learned and that you know comes with everything that's human like you know don't touch a hot stove like sometimes you have to learn that the hard way like unfortunately and you know sometimes you know learning the hard way is someone calling you out on being racist you know, someone's actually just having the confrontation with you and calling you out for something that you're doing. But you have to, you know, accept that someone's calling you out on that. And that is a big thing in itself to even you yourself realizing that you need to change. 
as well. And it was really nice to see that pause on social media that everyone was trying to better themselves at one point at one time. Everyone that was participating was trying to educate themselves on how they can help this issue. So what have you guys learned that you wish other people should know now? Um, should, yeah, uh, well, I think one really interesting thing that I've learned that I knew nothing about is this kind of new movement that's emerging in the US that has been around for some time around the idea of radically defunding the police. Um, I think that how to deal with these levels of police brutality coming out of different communities. You saw these uh, eight pledges that I believe Campaign Zero have announced. Um, and then you have some more radical ideas about moving funding from the police to more community activist based ideas. Yeah. Um, and it was something that, I mean, I, I've heard of, of ideas around radically cutting down the number of prisons we have, for example, but I, I hadn't really ever heard much about the idea of radically cutting down the amount of police we have. Um, and I thought it was a really interesting topic that a bunch of people suddenly seem to have got interested in um, over the last kind of couple of weeks, even though it does have a, a long history behind it. So I, I think one thing I would say is I really encourage anyone to just, in a way, just Google these these terms I'm saying and read. You know, there are all kinds of articles that you can have a look at and kind of, I think we spend a lot of time thinking about what the problems are but in a way it's it's good to have a range of different solutions in front of us that we can have a look at and talk about well maybe this is the right way for us to go maybe this is the right way for us to go so yeah 100 percent uh henry um, what oh zoe yeah zoe go yeah <laughs> um yeah, I think just on that, like, it is um, very, it has been very interesting to kind of see how different people think, because I think when, especially if you do operate in smaller groups, you might know of how sort of, I guess, niche your ideas might be compared to everyone outside of your little kind of in-group. Um, and I think it's kind of, um, I think it's important for people to be aware of that and like constantly be critical of kind of the I guess natural assumption that everybody is like you or that everybody thinks like you and I guess being aware of how your mindset might not work in someone else's sort of I guess, logical sense, if that makes sense. Um, and yeah. kind of understanding how you can communicate or exchange ideas with people who don't necessarily see you as right. And um, kind of, I guess, really is 100% right all the time. Um, and kind of just being able to explore things and everybody kind of just, I guess, be open to hearing things like I think I've 
come across a lot of people who don't want to not necessarily don't want to have their minds changed because I don't think there's anything wrong with having a stance on something um but kind of I think when you're so used to your mentality sometimes you forget that you've privileged the facts or the knowledge that you have above everything you don't think is right and sometimes you need to kind of undo that and say okay but why is it that somebody thinks this is so right when I can't see it as right if that kind of makes sense um I think it's been a good way to see that sort of right in front of me everybody thinking differently and kind of approaching things differently yeah completely I really yeah no that's a really good lesson it's like seeing things from a different viewpoint so you can understand and and like base your arguments as well on a different viewpoint because then you can actually understand how that person feels and as to why and then you can actually basically prove them correctly and shut them down basically like that's what you can do but help them on their way and make them change that their mind in a more open sense like by doing that in a friendly way and through conversation and just sitting them down and being like why do you think this way I I just want to understand like because I think this way and that can be relayed in a lot of different issues as well that can be relayed with race equality uh, gender um, LGBTQ um, issues um, poverty issues um, all war everything I think could be things can be achieved a lot better sometimes because people especially some types of generations or some types of people can't don't react to just in your face protesting they won't they just won't because of the way that they have been brought up and the way that they are so you have to engage with them a lot further and you know as you said, just ask them why they feel that way. And then you can start to understand that and then combat that in your own way. I mean, I think, I think it's something that uh, very politically minded people seem to forget a lot is that you can't just tell someone like have an argument with someone and have them immediately change their mind. Yeah. That's not how people work. It's it's a slow process over time. Yeah, I read um, um, it takes first, 60 times to make a habit. So, you know, they might not get it yeah. the first time. But, you know, if you keep going and going and every time you see that person, they might get it one day. Yeah. So... It's interesting because there's, there's like an inoculation effect that you can do. Whereas if you come to far away from someone's current perspective they instantly discredit you um and i think that's basically what trump has been doing with a lot of the news is for them in their thought process and if you completely discredit somebody or, or some source of information that is completely like white noise to you mm-hmm. um and i think that's basically what we're seeing quite a lot in america yeah completely so and i think this leads us on to really nicely to what we're here to talk about is community activism so my question to you guys is what does community activism mean to you can you define it to what it means to you uh henry yeah i mean so for me i have been involved in a student union for the past two years as a member of staff and four years 
all together in a community which can be any size it can be defined by lots of different things um, as a university community we're across three campuses in london and kent we're in the most international university in the country um, mm -hmm. but we're defined by our title which is the university of greenwich and activism in that sense is is doing what you need to do to improve your or your peers experiences and um, for me I've, I've loved working with student union because i can see the students who are really passionate who are facing issues who perhaps might not be able to have the same uh, platform that others have to try and change that but by engaging in a community you can support each other to create positive change um, and that's something that's really yeah. powerful to me and that's something that i've always loved and i will always continue to do both within my work and outside i don't know what others think about that no absolutely. Um, i think i i kind of i kind of like coming from that have a similar perspective like um i think it definitely as a student who has been empowered by seeing students union sort of officers and representatives um and then becoming one it's kind of shown me how there's all these different roles to play within a I guess a communal setting and there are people who will want to sort of be a leader in the literal sense of being in charge and telling people okay here's how here are different ways you can empower yourself and then there's other people who might want to be leaders just by running a project or by kind of using their social skills or their creative skills like kind of I don't know I feel like the communal side of it means that no matter what you bring you bring something and everything is sort of valid to it and um i guess it recognizes that coming together and i guess pooling what we have and yeah. all the different perspectives as well it i don't know it kind of enhances what you're working towards if that yeah. makes sense no completely that does um i was watching a ted talk and it was talking about um a concept called um zooming out so there was a photographer and she, every time she took a photo um she remembered to tell herself to first take a photo of everything that's going on because everything in that photo mattered you don't just matter in that photo sometimes everything else matters so then she started to apply that to her life, zooming out. And then she branched out into her communities. And then, you know, she realized what might actually not seem like activism is just, and she didn't like the word activism because she said that it's actually just being active because as part of a community, it's kind of your human duty to help your community anyway because to be a part of your community, you have to participate completely and fully. But, yeah, and I, sorry, I think for me, I, I think for me personally, I, I think of community activism kind of in contrast to some, I, I don't know what the world would be, non-community activism perhaps, um, but this idea that, you know, with the student union example, um when you have a group of students coming together and working to empower each other first the institution for example or 
in a you know, national setting you you could you know empower your local community bring your town or your city together to work with something rather than relying on the national government uh, or the county or whoever um, or even on a smaller scale relying on your neighborhood rather than the council um, and so it's, it seems to me that community activism is specifically kind of a decentralized or localized uh, way to empower people um, and give them a, a point of contact and a way of developing their lives that is closer to them than the alternative would be. I think with that as well, because closely related to community activism is community organising. And you know, Guy Standing writes a about in terms of how it's really important that the communities we live, that's why we used to have really powerful local magistrates courts where local people were deciding the punishments to issues that happened in their local area. So the people in the community decide what's right for that, for that, that network. Um, yeah. And it's when you then have shifts around, you get things like the government inventing ASBOs to try and make the whole world or the whole, sorry, the whole country act in a particular way. And that really doesn't listen to what the community needs. And it, it's, it's very authoritarian and doesn't serve the people that it should be serving in the right way. And so for me, I always use community organizing as a principle for my activism. And yeah. that, that really works off a few key principles of working within a society at its own pace, uh, using people to come together and don't do things for people that they could do for themselves. And off that, you can then really enhance and find solutions for issues that people are facing by the people who are facing those solutions. Yeah, completely. I absolutely agree. Um, I'm running out of time. So I'm going to ask you guys, how can we actually help besides... So what you were saying is like community activism is all about bringing power back to the people finally again because we are sick and we are tired of watching you know MPs being paid a great amount of money that aren't particularly doing things that we need to be done but also sometimes that's not their job because a whole constituency can be so big so you know you have to take it upon yourself sometimes what are those things how can we take these things upon ourselves I think for me, the best thing that I would always say is, is to learn as much about decision-making in your local area. Find out if there's something you're not happy with, who's making the decisions and how you can get involved. Um, when I was a university student in my first year, I wasn't happy with what I was getting. Um, and then from then onwards, I got involved with the union to try and change it um, and to get more student voices at the heart of how a university works. I think you can do that at any level. You can get involved with your local politics, um, there are lots of meetings you can attend but the best thing to do is talk to people um, we don't often talk to our neighbours anymore and actually one of the things about the Covid lockdown is it's encouraging that which I think is one of the sort of more positive aspects of all this Yeah, Zoe? Um, yeah, I'd say um, the same like with talking to people I think it's very important to kind of understand like if you are going to take on a representative role, especially to understand the people that you are representing, because um, it's very easy to kind of 
make assumptions and kind of decide what you think is best um but it is yeah like just being aware that everybody's different and that mm -hmm. you do have a duty to do what you can for everyone around you that you have the power to make a change for um and i'd say also um just educating yourself so kind of making sure that you are coming from a place where you've whether it is talking to people but also sort of reading up on things and getting just as much information as you can kind of I guess handle as much as you can find and trying to understand the issues in as many ways as you can so when you do go to represent or you do go to kind of I guess take action you have as much as you can behind you um, yeah, I'd knowledge is power, especially right now. I would say knowledge is definitely power because, as you said, with COVID, there's actually like there's some things you can do, and there's obviously some things that some people can't do right now. So the best thing and my best advice would be read, watch, learn, listen, just educate yourself in a way that you have never been educated before. Like read all the things that you would normally scroll past and be like, that's a bit long. You just sit there and read it. You have to, it is so important. You have to become anti-racist right now. And you have to, you know, also read those things about the projects in your area as well. Like you need to read those things about, you know, that something might not actually be something that particularly interests you, but it's to do with your community. So, you know, you have to know and you have to be aware. And this also, um, I would say one of my biggest advices is use your voice as well, because writing to MPs and making sure that you um, are emailing them and making sure you're pressuring them to do things that are in your best interests and your community's best interests and not, you know, corporate interests. Like, you know, for example, Recently, someone stood up in the House of Commons is saying that MPs need to stop taking payouts and stuff like that. And the only way that we can stop doing that is by demanding it. So, you know, if you want the money to keep to come back to your community, then you need to first demand it that it comes to you as well. Like you need to actively make yeah, um, sure. Yeah, go. <laughs> one one thing I would say is especially in the world that we live in now post covid is that the internet is a, a great tool for community activism and think whatever issue that you are passionate about whether it's homelessness or the environment or you know anti-fascism whatever there is if you search in your local community for groups that are addressing those causes there will be a facebook group for it and if there isn't, then you can be the one to set it up. Um, and I think that that's what, what, what you really need to remember is that you do have the power to change things. And when you are an organized and coordinated group, you have a lot more power than you do as an individual, um, whether that be in your community or in the workplace or wherever else, um, working together and setting clear goals for what you want to accomplish in your community uh can be the difference between succeeding and failing essentially yeah i completely agree like um you have to use 
everything that we are given right now we are in the best time for revolution right now and make sure that you are using every resource that you are given i would say but yeah it's been amazing talking with you all and i'm going to run out of time so i'm gonna to have to let you all go but it's been amazing and thank you so much um, I'm going to put the shadow letter to write to MPs in the bottom, along with links that we've discussed here as well. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. And I'll speak to you all soon. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.